Hello, beautiful people all over the world. This is Christian Shabby, your host of Healthy, Wealthy, and Happy. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. This is Christian here with another informational podcast. And in today's podcast, we'll be speaking about how to not just live for the weekend. All right. So I believe this all started when we were children and we were going to school and we were like, oh, my goodness, I hate school, but I got to get through it for the next five days, Monday through Friday. Then on Saturday and Sunday is going to be heaven on earth. I get to sleep in, watch cartoons eat some cereal, eat a couple bowls because I got time. I'm not in a rush. You know what I'm saying? So we start, at a young age, we start being, adapting to the philosophy that, hey, weekends rock and the weekday sucks. But the only thing is most of your life is going to be weekdays. So why would we choose or why would we structure our lives to where five other days we're suffering and we don't enjoy them? So... What we're going to learn in this podcast is basically how to love every single day, okay? So first off, we have to go to the basics, the basics, okay? Which is happiness does not come from something outside of yourself. Happiness is a feeling that really only you can give yourself. Other things can make you happy, and I like to call these things pleasures, Okay, temporal things that make you feel really good. For example, sex, drugs, fame, popularity, uh, recognition from people you like, things of that nature, you know, when people are patting on the back. These things feel really good. But the thing is, once you get used to these things happening, sex, drugs, money, fame, all this stuff, and it goes away, you end up feeling horrible. Okay, and then you end up being addicted to them because you're like, well, I feel really good when I'm doing this, this and that. So I want to do this, this and that all the time because that will make me happy. You see what I'm saying? So then we end up wasting our time and our money on all these things, trying to stay on our previous high of happiness, which is not a good strategy especially not for your financial checkbook, okay? But the world would love for you to do that because they're going to make money on you, okay? They're going to make money from the drugs you're buying. They're going to make money from the alcohol you're drinking. They're going to make money from the girls that you're and the guys that you're, you know, having fun with. They're going to set you up and they're going to give you all the tools you need to get them, get the drugs, the girls, the fame, and they're going to keep dangling that carrot in front of you and they're going to keep taking your money as you chase it. So in this time and age, in the age of Aquarius, we all need to wake up and understand, whoa, I got to stop following what everyone else is doing and I have to find my own lane of happiness. And it's really hard because for those of you who are, let's say, under 30, okay, you have experienced what it feels like to be in high school and to be surrounded by most of your peers and friends at a young age. And then you... You dealt with that in college, and then, boom, after you're out of college or high school, you're usually more by yourself with your family or your significant other. So then you start to be more alone, and then that's where you start to think, hmm, do I really want to drink every night? Is that really what I find happiness or, you know, feel happy by going to the mall all the time? Does video games 
Is that the only thing I want to get my happiness from? Is doing this, this, or that, or a third, whatever, fill in the blank. Is this really what makes me happy? So it's something that I highly recommend everyone to do is really just sit down and think, hmm, is this something that I love doing or is this something that I just became comfortable doing and created this habit around doing it, which makes me happy? You know, for me, there are certain things that I was doing that I didn't really want to do, but since my friends were doing it, everyone else I knew was doing it, I was like, well... I'm going to do it. They seem to have fun with it. They love it. They talk about it all the time. So I'm like, why not do it also? Okay. But as you spend time alone, you start to get more real and you you start to discover who you really are. Okay. So next point when it comes to happiness and pleasure and not living for the weekend is try to find something to do every day that you love doing. Okay. It could be watching TV. It could be giving and helping people. It could be playing music. It could be working out. It could be reading. Whatever it is, figure out what you do that gives you uh, boatloads of happiness. And then just test them out. At the end of the day, don't say, oh, I like smoking weed or doing drugs, whatever it is. I get it. Trust me. Yeah, that does make you happy for a moment, but those are pleasures and they go away. And when you're done, you got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, which is not a good strategy, okay? It's like if you were going to build a car, would you build a car that has a battery that can last you, you know, for hundreds of thousands of miles, or would you build a car that every 10 miles you had to refill it? Obviously, you're going to want the thing that lasts longer, okay, which is chasing and pursuing happiness, which you shouldn't really have to pursue it. One thing that personally helped me to calm down my crazy monkey brain was to meditate, okay? So meditation to me was something I thought only like Buddhist monks did and they did an avatar of the show or something. Like I didn't know, you know, really much about it. I thought you had to be Buddhist to meditate. I ain't knowing nothing about it. But um, as I opened my awareness and I started reading books of people who meditated and other businessmen who meditated and you know, people like Oprah, you know, Ray Dalio, Michael Jordan, all these people, you know, famous, successful people. And I'm like, wow, y'all meditate too? There must be something about this meditating stuff that I may not know about. So um, for me, basically, I just meditate 15, 30 minutes a day. Basically, I put on something on YouTube, some frequency um, that is of a positive nature and I don't really like guided meditations because, you know, the talking distracts me. But yeah, I sit there and I basically, the whole point of meditation is to stop thinking, okay? And as in thinking, I mean that little guy in your head that's like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen tomorrow? Or, I mean, am I going to be ready for this? Is this going to happen? What would she think? What what do people think about me at work? Oh my goodness, I got to go to work tomorrow. Oh my goodness, like I've been working there so long, nothing's happened. I don't like Susie, her hair, dude, all this stuff. That's the thinking. Or the other part of thinking, which that was a part of thinking that looks into the future and has anxiety about everything in the future. There's another part where we're always going back in our past and being like, oh my goodness, I wish I wasn't raised by this, this, and that. I'm so pissed that I I grew up in this condition or I'm so pissed that I I didn't get along with a lot of people in high school or I spent too much money last weekend or, you know what I'm saying? I can't stand my mom, my dad, my brother, my my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my husband. They did this to me in the past. They did this to me. I can't stand them. Blase, blase. 
right? So a lot of the time, we're not actually living. We're actually in this mode of like, we're scared about what's going to happen in the future. We don't know what's going to happen, so we have anxiety about it. We can't stop thinking about it. We're in the past and we regret what has happened in the past, which we can't change, which logically we can't do nothing about the future and we can't do nothing to change the past. The only thing we can do is to take action in the present. So that is why I chose to meditate in order to quiet down those voices that tend to overtake my mind and get me to be over analyzing too many things, which takes away my pleasure from the simple things. And as a good book says, I'm learning to walk by faith instead of by sight, which is mostly just believing in whatever creator or whatever higher power that you believe in to guide you through um, instead of always having the anxiety of making the right decision and doing the right thing at all times, which is very hard to do because even the smartest people make mistakes, okay? Even, you know, in baseball, you only need to hit three out of 10 to be in the Hall of Fame, okay? So a lot of times we try to be perfectionists, which most people who are successful, they don't even worry about being perfect. They just worry about getting right and they keep trying and keep trying until they get it right. And then they don't judge themselves for the mistakes they've done in the past and they're not worried about making more mistakes in the future because they realize, you know, we're human. That's what we do, all right? So those are a few pointers about how to basically get out of the addiction of pleasure because once you start to meditate or you quiet down your mind, the real you tends to come out and you tend to be like, you know what? I don't want to smoke crack anymore. I don't like it. I mean, I like how it makes me feel for the for the two minutes, but after that, it's ruining my life. I can't get a, you know, significant other. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel dirty when I'm after. And I'm just joking about the crack thing. But you see what I'm saying? You start to be more present, to be like, hmm, I'm getting bored of smoking weed with my friends in the garage all the time. Maybe I should be doing something else with my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what happens with meditation. Now, for uh, the more older folks out there, you know, maybe when you meditate, be like, huh, why am I working at this plant? Or why am I doing this occupation? And then you start to realize, oh, I'm just doing this because this is what I was told. This is what I know. This is what I feel comfortable with doing. But it may not be necessarily what you want to do. Now, this leads into my next point. Happiness comes from doing what you know you should be doing when you should be doing it. Okay, so we all have a purpose. I am a strong believer that we all were here for a purpose. And I believe that it's not only about getting the nice car, the big house, the nice wife or husband or whatever it is that we pursue, a boat, a lake house, a land up north, whatever it is, you know, going on vacations. I believe those things are great. Trust me, I love them. Everyone else does. But if we can't live on those things, because those are more like pleasurable type living for the weekend type lifestyles, which nothing wrong with it, but why not have an amazing life all seven days of the week? You see what I'm saying? So why not get a job where you love it? Okay. You may not love everything, but you love most of it. You see what I'm saying? Why not be with someone that, you know, even when you're not sleeping together, you're pretty much happy. You know what I'm saying? So why not Structure your day and your weeks in a way where throughout all each day, you know what to expect. Because living for the weekend 
it can become a habit. And I know it's just a saying, but most of America, if you're paying attention, you're woke and you're walking around, you're very being observant. You start to notice most 90% of people hate their jobs, which is a statistic. I think it's like 80 or 90, right? They hate their job or their manager, right? But they're there most of the time. And then when they're not there on the weekend, they tend to live it up. As in, they just start doing pleasure, things to gain pleasure, sex, drugs, you know, rock and roll, whatever. So they start just being addicted to going out, drinking, smoking, partying, vacationing, doing whatever. And then when you go on your vacation, you're probably doing the same thing, drinking, smoking, partying. So trust me, I love drinking, smoking, partying as much as the next guy. But the thing is, you can't live on it. You can't rely on it. You can't base your whole life existence on it, okay? Because what happens is, you guys seen it, those people start, oh, well, I don't want to just do that on the weekend. Then they start partying on a Monday night, you know, because the strip club down the street got, got steak specials. Or they go to, you know, they start, you know what, man, let's just go over just one beer, one beer, man, just one beer. Turns into five, then you're up till two, then you got to wake up early, then you're tired. Then, you know, you're not effective and you're not helping the community or the people you work with because you're starting to get into that slip of living off these high pleasures. So trust me, guys, I'm not here to judge anybody. This is something that I would say pretty much every human being struggles with. But I just want to give you an example of what like real happiness and and joy can come from. So, for example, people like Kobe, Drake, uh, Mozart. Mother Teresa, who else? Let's say Jay-Z or anybody who you think is like a remarkable, phenomenal person, Bob Marley or whatever, right? These people did not base their lives on temporal pleasures, okay? Maybe they might have through their cycles, but most of the time they had a mission and something that they were focused on that caused them to be happy, okay? So when you're working on your craft, on your life's mission or goal, and you're putting in time practicing your craft, okay? Getting better, helping people. You feel real good about yourself. And it's a different type of enjoyment. It's kind of like for those who work out, right? Or who started eating healthy. You know how good you feel when you like are done working out? Like you feel amazing. Like you feel, oh my goodness. It's like, ah, I'm hype, right? So same thing with like eating healthy. It's like, man, you know what? I could have had a double, triple stacked bacon cheeseburger with extra bacon and all this extra stuff on there. But you know what? I had a salad with some almonds and some vinaigrette and you know what I'm saying? I ate some hummus and some pita chips or whatever. I ate some healthier stuff and I'm happy with myself because you know why? You did something that you knew you should have been doing and you didn't compromise and you did what your soul, gut, whatever you want to call it, your spirit, your, you did what you knew you should have been doing, okay? When you start to do things that you know you shouldn't, you tend to feel, um, excuse my French, shitty, okay? You tend not to feel good. You know, that's why journaling is important because therefore you kind of, okay, today I did this, this, and that. I enjoyed this. But after I didn't really enjoy it, because then you start to be real with yourself. Because a lot of times our brain is not wired for us to really correct ourselves because they'd rather just go with the flow because it's hard breaking addictions. And these addictions are in our brain. They're tied to our neural pathway. So the more we're doing the same action, the stronger 
that habit becomes. And when that habit becomes strong, it tends to become who we are. And then our brain is like, I ain't stopping that. That's all I know. I've allocated a lot of energy and and nor pathways to doing this certain thing. So I don't really want to stop it. So it tends to self-sabotage us from making the correct decisions in life. That is why it is very important to quiet your mind and understand that you are the observer and that you have the conscious power in order to create your life. Okay, so just to kind of sum things up, it's very important to analyze your life Be real with yourself. Know what you like. Know where you want to live. Know the person you want to date, marry, and go for it. The moment you stop going for it and you start compromising and and you're not going or doing what you know you should be doing, that is when we get real distracted on drugs, sex, violence, all the other temporal pleasures that happen, okay? Because we start to be like, you know what? I feel so horrible. What can I do right now to feel good? Okay. Instead of being like some of the greats that have lived in the past and are still living and being motivated and loving every day because they're living a life of passion. They know they're pursuing what they should be doing. They know they're putting in that sweat equity into building something that's bigger for themselves, that's going to help people. And they know they're following their passion. Okay. I'm not condemning anybody for living for the weekend, being a weekend warrior. I get it. It's fine to do that. It's okay. But it's better to figure out how to live a magnificent life every day. And one thing I'll add on is in order to kind of have a, to have more joy and happiness in your life, one major point that a lot of people don't talk about and it's not talked about in this world, is not just focusing on yourself, but focusing on being a positive impact to other people in the world, okay? It can be your family, your friends. It can be a person you never met. But humans, it's a proven fact. We are more happier and have more joy when we focus on helping each other and loving each other. Even though it ain't easy. Even though we're not supposed to because they did us wrong. I get it. But you're going to feel better when you become the bigger person and you choose to live with your heart open instead of clothes and being scared. I don't know why in this day and age it's more manly or whatever, more tough or it's more cool to be the person who was hurt and then to close yourself off. You're actually showing your weakness because the fact that you were hurt, now you're trying to hide and protect yourself from being hurt again. Someone who is strong can take the pain. They can take the hurt and they can keep going and keep loving and keep trying again, even though they were hurt, cheated on, or ripped off, or betrayed. That happens in life. There is never a guarantee in life, which someone said this to me, it kind of messed me up. It's like, no one ever guaranteed anyone in life that everything was going to go the way you expected, that you were just going to find the first person you met, you fall in love with, that everything was going to be sunshine and rainbows, that every job you had, there was going to be no issues and every manager and person you work with was going to be magnificent. That's just not reality right now. And what happens is we may have these beliefs and when we experience pain or heartache, we're like, wow, this is, this is not part of the program. I thought, you know, if I love somebody, they're supposed to love me back all the time and I'm supposed to feel good. This is not what Disney Channel promised me. You know what I'm saying? Or 
I didn't know at my work it was going to be challenging. I'm going to have all these changes. And da, 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 da. You know, I didn't know that having family members was supposed to be hard. I thought they were all supposed to be cool and loving. And we were all supposed to get along like the Adam family or whatever. You see what I'm saying? So it's very important to just understand that good and bad happen. There's good people. There's bad people. You know what I'm saying? There's good partners. There's bad partners. Okay? But once you experience a bad partner or a bad situation or a bad occupation or whatever you want or however you choose to label it, just learn that you have the power to change it. Okay? You can remove yourself from that place. You can remove yourself from that relationship. You can get away from what's hurting you. But don't close your heart off and therefore change and try not to go through pain again because nine out of 10, you're going to go through pain again. Okay. It's just, it comes with life. So the moment you can admit that and understand that, I feel that most humans, we won't be running towards drugs, temporal sex, you know, just like the superficial pleasures that the world seems to love and talking about. I mean, you listen to most music nowadays. It's about money, fame, sexual pleasures, all this fun stuff, which is great. We all love it. We all know, right? But you can't live your life on it, okay? Like, people always ask, how does this rich person who's so famous, you know, why are they depressed or why are they sad? They have all the money. They have all the girls, all the boys. They got they got everything they could ever ask for. They got a great job. All they got to do is go on a mic and sing. And we may be asking ourselves, why are these people not happy? Because they're living on pleasures. They're still living for that weekend high. Okay. Some of them are. Some of them who are doing it from a different point in their, like how they do it in their heart. They're not just doing it blindly. They like, you know, I'm doing this for this. This is my passion. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's why I love doing it. Even if it's tough, I'm going to still do it because I love doing it. People who are, have that type of mindset, they're not the ones that are most of the time going to be on drugs and depressed and, you know, eventually dying which we don't want to do right away, right? So, you know, like the Robin Williams people, you know, the Mac Miller type people, rest in peace. I love I love both of them. I love his movies and I also love Mac Miller's music. And he even put little hints in his music, if you listen, like he knew he was pursuing temporal pleasures and he just wished that, you know, sometimes he would have just fell in love with the more simpler things or just been there and done the little things in life, you know, for friends and family, even for myself. I'm, I'm not judging him. I don't know him personally, so I don't want to speak too much about his situation. But most people did know that he had an issue with drugs, kind of like other people in Hollywood. He's not the only one, but this is a problem that we must be real with and understand we cannot just live our lives on temporal pleasures because one, that demon keeps getting bigger and he wants more and more and more and more and more. Once you start having intercourse and start sleeping around, guess what? You want to keep doing it because it feels good, okay? Uh, once you start getting high on whatever drug of choice you choose, caffeine, coke, uh, weed, whatever, whatever's trending now, you're going to want more. It starts off a little and you want a little bit, you know, I'm only going to do it on the weekends. Then you start, okay, well, I can slide it in on Monday, you know, because Monday is pretty rough. So I want to get through the week. And then you're like, okay, I'm just going to do it every other day. Next thing you know, you're doing it every day. Now, that could take a person six months, a year cycle. It could take them 
12 years, and then they finally start doing it every day. But just learn to do what you love every day that's good for you, okay? Meditating is good for you, and it feels good, okay? Eating healthy feels good, okay? You can do that every day. Working out feels good, and you can do that every day. Helping someone who's in need, you can do that every day, and you'll feel great, okay? Being appreciative of all the things you have in your life. You can do that every day and you will feel good. You can say, I'm so thankful for my eyesight, the ability to smell, touch, feel. The I'm so grateful to be in America. I'm so grateful to have a car, wherever you're from, right? I'm so grateful to have a job, okay? Gratitude is a great way to feel good. And I've noticed we've come accustomed, and I'm speaking about American because that's, that's where I'm currently located, we have a custom, uh, we created a habit, you know, more of uh, basically complaining. I don't like this. I don't like the weather. I don't like the president. I don't like the Democrats. I don't like the Republicans. I don't like these people coming in from the border. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like my mom, my dad, my this. I don't like my dog. He freaking smells, but I love him. You know, we always kind of find something we don't like. But why do that when we can find something we do like? And the more we increase our day-to-day happiness, the more we start to be like, you know what, man? I don't need to go out and go do that. I don't need to go to the club. I don't need to go get high with you guys. I don't need to go do this, that, and the third. All right? And just so you know, if you do want to break away from this living for the weekend and living for temporal highs, You can do it, but understand, and here's a disclaimer, it's hard as hell, okay? It is super hard to break these habits and addictions to sex, drugs, fame, and anything else that gives you a temporal high, but that does not last for a long time, okay? It's super hard to break away from it, and when you start doing these things, uh, your friends will change because they're probably associating with you because you guys are on the same type of addiction, okay? Most crackheads hang with crackheads in the crack house. Crackheads don't hang with lawyers. Ball players don't hang with doctors. They can, but <laughs> that's not the main thing that they do. So a lot of time, the habits that you've created, that's going to be the friends that you have. So when you start changing your habits, when you start thinking differently, guess what? The people around you are going to notice and there's going to be a change and they're going to have to make a decision. Either they're going to keep rocking with the new you or they're going to stay with who they are and hang out with the people who are more like them because that's typically how you pick your friends. Friends are usually people that you have a lot in common with, okay? Either how you view life or the things you like to do or, you know, you've known them for a long time because you live in the same area. So something was similar between you guys that caused you to be like, hey, I like you because you kind of like me, okay? We look alike, whatever it is, okay? That made your friends. Another disclaimer is don't be discouraged if you try to break these habits and you don't break them right away. The first step is awareness and admitting that you are addicted to whatever you're addicted to. Second step is trying to break that habit. Okay, some people, they're those cold turkey people. You ever met that guy who, like, been smoking cigarettes for 80 years and then one day just like, I'm done. And then he, like, really was done and never smoked again. And then there's other people that are like, you know what? I went from smoking two packs a day to one. Give me credit. That's something. You know what I'm saying? And they're really trying because they really want to smoke two packs a day. 
Okay. And then they go from, you know, two packs a day to one pack a day to, you know, 10 cigarettes a day to five to one cigarette a day. And eventually they can kill it. That could take them six months, a year, 12 years, 24 years, whatever it is. But at least they're heading in the right direction. Okay. And something that I always keep in my mind, and I think it's a wise thing to keep in your mind is in life, life is like a mountain. Either you're going up or down. You're very rarely standing still. So either you're on your way to where you should be and you're on your way to making the changes that you should be making or you're on your way down and you're continuing to do things that you know you shouldn't be doing or you're continuing to do things that you know you shouldn't but you love doing. So it all comes down to making a choice because at the end of the day, you will have to live with your decisions and they're going to probably affect you and your loved ones and everyone you're close to. So when you better your life, you better the lives of everyone around you. When you're a dad and you break your, your addiction to drinking or doing drugs or having sex, guess what? Your wife's happier, your kids are happier, your bank account's happier because there's more money in it because you're not always spending it to to impress people, to get the girls that you want or to buy your drinks or to buy your drugs or whatever it is that you're doing that you're addicted to. Now, I'm just saying sex, drugs, fame, all that stuff. Those are just some of the most obvious pleasures, but it could be video games. It could be, you know, golf. You could be only be happy when you're playing golf, okay? You could be only be happy when you're playing video games or whatever it is that you love to do. So you just have to figure out what that is for yourself. And I know a lot of people don't think writing it down matters, but it really does matter when you write down where you're at and kind of just write it out and look at it and see it. It's different from just working in your head because most of the time we're already thinking about it. We're already doing it in our heads. But when we kind of write it down, our brain tends to take it more seriously. And it's obviously a fact by most you know, scientists and people who study the brain, psychiatrists, when you write things down and you write them over and over, you remember them more and you're more focused on them than when you're just thinking about it. All right. So this is Christian here with another informational podcast. I hope that I open your minds to a way to basically live a more fuller life where every day is filled with happiness, where you're not just living for temporal pleasures and you're living for a deeper reason that is hopefully bigger than just yourself and involves all of humankind. This is Christian here. Have a blessed day and share this podcast if you got any value whatsoever with someone else. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's recording of Healthy, Wealthy, Happy. This is your host, Christian Shabby. And if you would like to stay in more contact with me and get to know me a little bit more, you can check me out on my YouTube channel, which is Christian Shabby. Let me spell that for you. C-H-A-B-I. And also, uh, we have a website that you can also get phenomenal information, schedule a time to speak with me, one-on-one consultation, all that fun stuff and get to listen and watch a few testimonials and check out my book, Something Ain't Right, which is all on my website, which is, guess what, also called ChristianShabby.com, www.ChristianShabby.com. All right, thank you and have a blessed day.